Well, hey there, and welcome to the in between. We're having some technical difficulties, so this is like the the third time that we've started. Exactly right. Um, That's right, woodchuck chuckers. This is going to be great. <laughs> I'm super confident in the gear that we're recording on. What's going to happen? But um, it's going to be fine. We're 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 having a good time. Um, yeah, we are. But we were talking about just a second ago how. Um, how we're t- going to take a break this Sunday, um, that we're, we're not going to actually talk about Daniel this Sunday. We're going um, we're gonna to talk about uh, mothers yep. a little bit. We're going we're gonna to talk specifically to mothers, and we're going to talk about mothers, and we're going to talk about some heroes in the Bible that we don't get to talk about very often. Right. That was the, the idea came from when we were doing uh, these, the Hebrew children, except, of course, as we said, they're not really children at this stage anymore. They're right. probably 25, 30 years old. And as I get older, that feels more that way, but that's just wrong. The um, They're men, and they very much so act like men at yes. this point. <clears throat> there, there may be some 29-year-old children still running around, but these aren't them. This is not them. Yeah, they're 50-year-old children running around. But this is not – these aren't they. They are, they are the, uh, they're the men. And so here we have these – these three guys who become such heroes in the Bible, we were, we were debating before we realized we weren't recording, really, where they would fall in the list. You know, there's more famous, even in Daniel, Daniel, the Lion's Den. I think you were talking about how, you know, the VBS themes. Noah's Ark is just Noah's all Ark over the place. <laughs> so, um, and so... Got, got our money's worth out of Noah. Out of Noah, yeah, exactly. And so there's... There's a number of those that I think are really popular we teach with kids, and this is one of them. When I looked up the flannel graphs, I certainly recognized them. So mm-hmm. we did the flannel graph on this one. I remember the fire and all sure. that stuff. Yeah. And so um, anyway, so as we were talking about, so this year, and I don't remember if we talked about this on one of the podcasts or not, but just the fact that I wanted to do, because that's not been my habit to do, um, when we're teaching through John, for example, and when we hit Mother's Day or near July 4th or even Christmas or Easter, mm-hmm. we just stuck with John. Yeah. Um, and so this year, I thought as we were talking about Daniel, and Daniel won't, won't take nearly as much time as John, um, it's also a lot harder to teach, that having breaks from Daniel at these key moments, like we taught Easter, we taught Palm Sunday, um, and then we're going to do this Mother's Day, a sermon that kind of targets Mother's Day, and it really was... Who are some of the heroes that we don't talk about as much sometimes? And some of the women heroes mm-hmm. are the ones we don't talk about as well. As just, I mean, when we get to them, when we teach them, we do. But sometimes their stories, because either they have less press or we know less about them or we have less details. Um, and so I've been asking around to some of the key women around me um, sure. who their favorite female hero in the Bible is. And so... Paul's been doing the same thing, and so we're going to, that's this Sunday, we're going to be teaching through some of the key women heroes of the Bible. My mother has declined to answer. <laughs> she was... Just overwhelmed. It's like asking your dad what his yeah. favorite Bible verse is, right? Sure. What's your, who's your favorite woman in the Bible today? Maybe not for life. I'm exactly. not going to pin you down that hard. That's, um. so we, I mean, I know we'll be talking about Deborah, I know we're going to talk about mm-hmm. Rahab, I know we're going to talk about Ruth, so I don't know, we'll see what others, you know, kind of come up as we look at them, I'm sure Mary, sorry, you know, 
and and all the Marys, Mary, whatever, to the ten to the power of the fourth or whatever. The, that Marys, because we don't even know which one we're talking about half the time. That's exactly right. Mary um, was there. Yeah, sure. Which sure, one? Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of them. All of them. You know which one? No, we don't. We really don't. We really have no clue. Um, and so, yeah. So that's going to be. I'm I'm really encouraged by that and excited about that. And uh, and so that'll be cool. And we're also going to be doing the hymn. Yeah, the hymn sing. Tell me, the, tell me what you're doing with the, the drive-in. So we, it's we, we had a, a lot of positive feedback from the, the drive-in, and that was that was fun. One of the negative feedbacks that we got from the drive-in was that it was too early. <laughs> Evidently, 8 o'clock in the morning is way too early to be coming up to the church and trying to sing, which I totally agree with. I have no idea why it is our custom to sing first thing in the morning on Sunday morning like that. That's just asking for bad things to happen to your voice. Like there's there's nothing good that's going to come out of anybody at the except for like, you know, Liana and Sarah and Laura McHugh who sang last week. Like they for some reason they're just impervious to that kind of thing and they just <laughs> sound beautiful all the time, but the rest of us humans we uh we have a hard time singing that early in the morning and and some of us have a hard time getting dressed that early in the morning on a Sunday. So we're actually going to do it at 9.30 this week um, as opposed to 8 o'clock, which we did last time. And um, so maybe that hour and a half gives us a little bit more of a chance to be Hope awake so. and caffeinated. <laughs> right. um, but we're, gonna, we're just going to do what we did last time with, you know, tuning into the radio or maybe on your phone if you can't get on the radio. And, and instead of singing just um, songs that, make sense with a, a theme or anything like that. We're going to just sing hymns um, and we're going to try to get some, uh, um, some lay leaders to, to give us their uh, favorite hymn and why, and, or maybe their mom's favorite hymn and why I know my mother's favorite hymn is blessed assurance. Um, so that's go. probably going to make it in at some point. I think it should. Um, because you know, it's mother's day that's right. and she's going to be there. With bells on. Um, hi, Mom. <laughs> Love you. But, yeah, we're going to get to sing hymns. Um, Very cool. Which I, I love hymns. Um, I do, too. I know, I know there's, there's like this. Um, it's not so prevalent anymore, but there for a while in the, like, you know, contemporary music and hymn war thing that was going on, <laughs> there was like a you either love hymns or you love uh, contemporary music, and you don't love both. Right, um, right. Or, you know, you got to pick a side between these two things, and you can't do both of them. And that never made a whole lot of sense to me um, as someone leading music because I love hymns. I, I love, okay, I love some hymns. God of Earth and Outer Space, I kind of lost, like, <laughs> why. I mean, I know why they wrote it. That was written in, in a small church in Houston. Um, it was, had a, had some NASA involvement there. So that that totally makes sense. But, like, the majority of us aren't going to sing that <laughs> right, on a Sunday uncommon. morning. And, you know, there's, there's just a, a wide range of, of hymns and, and, and what they, what they talk about and, and how they're written. Some of them, honestly, to me, don't sound too much different than right. some of the contemporary music. Um, and some contemporary music I've uh, confused myself with hymns and, and, you know, it's even more confusing now because there's a lot of guys that are writing uh, what they call contemporary hymns, um, which are just 
you know, hymns that are written now as opposed to last century or the centuries before that. Right. But it's just always a good reminder that there, you know, there, there are songs that have been sung by Christians for hundreds of years. Um, yeah. and, and we have all been singing uh, as Christians to God um, who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit right. um, to us. We've been singing praise to him for thousands of years now. Um, and people were singing to Yahweh before that. Absolutely. Um, and and praise has been on his people's lips, and he actually commands it from us. And so, you know, when we when we talk about what songs we're going to sing, there's, I, I I just feel like it's it's a silly thing to get too wrapped up in which songs. Um, you want to pick songs. You want to sing songs that are theologically correct. Absolutely. absolutely. Right. Um, and you like there's there's no variance in that. If it's not theologically correct, we're not going to sing it. Right. Um, you know, we do I'm have a room. I mean, there's room for some poetic. Every once in a while, we'll discuss like there'll be a word here or there. Yeah, that but it's it, it, you know it 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 has to do with uh, I guess in in that frame um, thinking of it um, in that way. Like in my mind, there's no there's no room for for theological error error right um in inside of it um but if you're if you're talking about like what this means um what what part of god we're trying to uh describe or um what attribute you know of him that we're we're engaging with in inside of this um there's there's some there's some leniency in terms of poetic license for sure right, right. when it comes to that um but it can't be an error and if it's an error, then then we're just not going to sing it. And there's a lot of that, like the poetic license. Like, I love songs like "Reckless Love." Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I just I think that they're fantastic, and I understand what he um, uh, what he means, what Corey Asbury means when he says um, that uh, the love of God is reckless. Right. Um, right. It, and it's the same thing that, uh, like you talked about, that uh, Manning meant when he said it. Yeah, the reckless um, raging fury, and I mean that that showed up in a Rich Mullins song. Yep, um, they 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 mean a certain thing when they say that, and if if by reckless you mean didn't know what it was going to cost or didn't know uh, or d- hadn't thought about what it was going to cost, then that's not right. Right. Um, that 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 is not correct, and so there's some songs like that that you kind of have to explain. Um, explain yourself in singing them, and I think those are great teaching opportunities Agreed. to be able to say like, Hey, um, we're singing this because of this, because, uh, it, it appears reckless for God to leave 99 sheep to go find one. Yes. That's a good point. That, that, that appears if, if a shepherd does that, it appears reckless, but that's the kind of God that we serve who leaves 99 sheep to go yep. find the one. Yep. Um, and, you know, if he comes back and another one's gone, he'll leave those ninety nine and go find that one too. Right. He just exactly. It's part of it is just the the in inexhaustible uh, mercy and love that he has is 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 something that we can't wrap our brains around. Right. Um, and so to describe it with human language. Yeah, I mean that's just limited. always the case. We're we're never if you pick a single attribute of God, you're not going to be able to get all the way to eternity with it um, in either direction. Like, and that's what he is. So, 
you know, if that's what his, uh, if that's what his like presence has been, right? Eternal. Um, then that's also what his love has been. Yep. That's what his uh, um, understanding has been. That's what his uh, justice has been. That's what his um, mercy has been. Like there's. Yep. We don't. We don't really. There are things that we don't understand, and we have to. We have to say them in a way that makes sense to us. Um, and some of those things are are not going to make sense to the next generation the way that they make sense to us. So that's another thing that I feel like we need to be careful about. Um, it seems like there are, you know, we we don't know what the songs are that that people are going to be singing that are written now um, that have been written, you know, in the last. 10 or 20 years um, that people are going to be singing 50 years from now. We just don't know what those songs are yet, right, right. but we know what songs that were written 50 years ago, we want to sing now. Right. And so we, we carry the message of faith. We carry the, um, the encouragement of the past generation with us. And in that way we get to stand on top of, I mean, I get to stand on Fanny Crosby's shoulders when I sing Blessed Assurance. Right. I get to I get to <laughs> It creates a funny image, by the way. It does, for sure. <laughs> I, I I I'm sorry, Fanny, I would never do that to you um literally. But but you think of the giant of faith that she was, yep. um, and and how she could in not seeing anything, being blind, she yep. could see our father so clearly. Yep. Um and and I want to be able to see God through her eyes, and so singing, uh, <laughs> wow, singing her hymns. She would um, appreciate that line. Yeah, right? man, that's very poetic. Um, I, singing the hymns that she's written, like that, gives us the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's also one of the reasons that I really love uh, um, us when we worship together. When I when I pick songs, and I'm 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 not picking a song that I'm like, man, I really want. Uh, to sing this song like that's that's not it may be part of um, something that I'm uh, wrestling with like if 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 there's something that God is teaching me and I'm like man this song really fits with what God is teaching me in that way but but one of the first things that I'm thinking is what what do we as a church what do we as people that are going to gather together what do we need to be singing together right and the that very often is not what I want to sing. Yeah, that's a good point. There's, I mean, it's like it's like asking a pastor to only talk about what he wants to yeah. hear or what he what he wants to say. Like, there's just there there are way too many times that the the truth of the matter is that you you don't want to say this. Right. I don't want to hear that. You know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that's just funny when some people will say like you were preaching straight at me today or whatever. And I'm like, normally it's mostly straight at me. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I knew that was even coming sometimes. Like it's, yeah, exactly. it's amazing how the, the spirit will reveal something as I'm sitting and teaching something. And, and, and a lot of times it's because I'm teaching it and thinking, I'm not sure that it's appropriate for me to say this out loud. Yeah. I need to change something in my attitude or in my heart. For sure. Um, it certainly brings it to my attention Yeah, that way. I'm wondering what Paul thinks about this. Oh yeah, Paul's not here. Paul's not here. That's right. Did we mention that this? We time didn't around? mention that this time around. So that's that's the other thing that happens is we forget that. We forgot that. It's like 
everybody's sitting here listening to, okay, there's Chris. Okay, there's Paul. Or, okay, there's John. I, I don't think I've heard Paul. You haven't heard Paul. Yeah, Paul's sometimes quiet. But he's but not, not this, this quiet. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So oh, that's great. Um, so it's just the two of us today. Yep. Um, but we're uh, really looking forward to um, oh, singing these hymns a lot for that uh, yeah. for that reason um, that you know there's a lot of times where we we don't get to sing um, all hymns and I mean you, most weeks we do a hymn or two yeah. as part of our. Most weeks, I mean, there there have definitely been some, um, and I've you know I I usually hear from people when um, when we don't do any hymns um, because they're so loved, right? Sure, um, that's and I I feel the same way, um, and sometimes it just didn't fit either with the, I mean we only sing five songs on a Sunday morning, right? Or and less, when you, or less, and when you think about the the sheer number of songs that there are and the fact that in a service we are trying to move from point A to point B um, and I'm trying to get you to point A and a half before Chris starts talking right? and then hopefully we're at point B for the invitation Um, that people are coming in from all different circumstances they're they just had a fight with their kids um the this week was really hard or really good. I mean, either way. Um, and you know, we woke up later. Hey, I actually couldn't sleep all last night, or you know, this was going on, or that was going on, or whatever. Like you've got all of these different points um, coming coming together, points of life coming right. together on a Sunday morning, and we're trying to take that. We all got here. That's what we have in common. Yep. We all got here. Um, and we, we've got to get from we got here to uh, whatever the Holy Spirit is, is trying to lay on your heart for what, uh, um, what the sermon needs to be. Um, and in my mind, I'm, so much of that is like we, we worship God um, together. And it's like, it's like pulling, pulling a rope. It's like, I, I don't, it's probably, I don't like to think of it as like a tug of war. Yeah. Um, but like if, if you're on a ship and you're trying to, to pull the, um, the sail taut, right? And mm. you, it's one of those old, like big wooden ships, yep. not a boat, a ship. Okay. Um, and, and so the idea of one person pulling a line by themselves is just impossible. You got these big, thick ropes. You need a whole bunch of people. And so when you're, when you're pulling the rope together, it doesn't help just to be, um, everybody pull the rope whenever they want to. Right. It doesn't help. Uh, for or what direction or, they feel yeah, like. Whatever yeah. direction they feel like. We all got to pull in the same direction at the same time. Um, and, you know, mm. there's, there's, a, there's a rhythm that goes with that. And I think that's what, what we're trying to capture every Sunday morning is this is the rhythm that we're all going to um, be pulling in. This is the direction that we're all going to be pulling in. And so much of what we, not just the music, but everything in the service on right, Sunday morning right. is trying to get us pulling in the same direction and in the same time. Um, and I mean, the, that analogy came to me whenever I was thinking about what, why do people sing? Like, what are, what are some mm-hmm. reasons that people sing? And sure, we sing when we're happy and we sing when we're um, 
sad and we sing and we sing because we're free. <laughs> um, but uh, that line, you sang the line, I yeah. sing because I'm happy was like, and I sing because yeah, I'm, I'm free. free. Um, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he Darn. is. His eye is on the sparrow. That's right. But he, uh, I don't know how many times I sang that in my shower growing up. <laughs> it's like, a great song to sing. I mean, you know, you want to sing loud. It's and a good range. Yeah. It, I mean, it can be. It can be in a really bad range, too. Well, yeah. Any song can. Um, but there's a, um, I was thinking about, like, what why people would sing, and that, that, that came into my mind that, you know, you got the... Um, like in Ben Hur, is it Ben Hur when he's in the um, ship? Charlton Heston's in the oh yeah ship, and he's Slave they're they're rowing and ramming speed, dum 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 dum, whatever. And they're not singing in that one, but I was thinking of like the the rhythm of of them all needing to row at the same time, and how they would use a drum to to time mm-hmm. that out and stuff like that. And you always see the uh um. Like the Little Mermaid, where all the sailors are singing, <laughs> as, as they're working and stuff like that. I, think I know that one. Yeah, you don't have to. It's fine. You didn't. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, but I mean, just those. You can think of all these different ways, and the and and the the idea of us singing in order to keep time with each other is not a new thing. Like no. that's that's well, that's, that's what's what's interesting old is. Concept. As I was sitting here trying to think, I mean, I love your analogy of pulling up the sails. That that really explains it and preaches it well. The irony was I was going, what what do we use when we talk about this? Like, how do we talk about people doing something in, in some degree of unity, though not uniformity? And, like, how would we create that analogy? They're trying to accomplish something at the same time. And, and of course, singing is the actually the analogy we use for all other experiences of that. Right. We talk about You're people in being harmony. in harmony yeah. or in alignment or in rhythm. In and rhythm. And so it's like, oh, I mean, marching to the same drum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? It's it is music. In some ways, that makes the musical maybe maybe that's a good way. Even I mean, we're as we're discussing it now, like you just said, the 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 part of the purpose of singing first thing at the beginning of a sermon is Mm -hmm. it does align our hearts and minds and souls to a certain rhythm to a certain message to be prepared to hear and that it is a powerful tool to do it it doesn't it does not do it automatically that's Um, a good point yeah we're not passive members of that and just like anything else you will get into um or you'll get out of it what you put into actually you'll get more out of it than you put into it every time Uh Um, but, but you, if you don't put a lot into it, you're not going to get as much out of it. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's just the way it is. And so if you're, if you're coming to church, like you're turning on your Netflix subscription, you, mm. that's, that's not going to work. Yeah. Not passive. No. Um, that's, uh, it's, it's just, it's not, not, not the way that we're designed, um, which we are designed and, right. and I have to remind myself of that a lot. There's definitely a um, a way that we're supposed to do this, and and that's hard to um, that's hard to engage with to know exactly how we're designed and how we're supposed to um, 
be faithful inside of these things. But, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's fun, and I, I really enjoy... I mean, we've spent this whole time talking about music. Um, well, it was kind of, of the, yeah, we had actually kind of said that we would, it'd be great, especially since it's just us, to talk about kind of how the worship service comes together, all the different forms of worship from the hospitality and the singing and the greeting and the giving and the yeah. learning, engaging. But this is, I mean, having having you here to get to talk about that a little bit is pretty cool. That's really cool. Well, and I mean, just to bring this back around to Mother's Day, I mean, I think that this appreciation for music definitely came from my mother. My mom loves music. Um, she she tried to teach herself uh, the guitar um, when she was, I guess, I can't remember if it was high school or college, um, but when she was... Um, uh, when she was learning, her her sister would, you know, because uh, you've got to when you're when you're playing chords, you've got to put your fingers in the right spot, and then you can strum. Right. Um, and people that are really good at it can keep their fingers going the entire time. Right. Like if you watch Hiram's hands while he's playing, his left hand is just moving, um, and he knows his right hand knows which string to hit every time. Right. But when you're first learning that, it looks a lot like, okay, my left hand is set, now I can play the string. And then I've got to stop my right hand, and then I've got to move my left hand to where it's going to go, and then I play the string. And in that like time between that, right. my, my aunt would tell my mother to insert the commercial here. <laughs> um, so, but I, it's, it, I, I tell that funny story just to, I mean, mom was in like really loved music. Dad could drive, I think, I think from a very, um, whenever he'd started driving, I think, uh, he could, he could drive his car, you know, from Mount Pleasant to Dallas and back, um, and never turn the radio on. I mean, now he's really seasoned. He can drive from Fort Worth all the way down to Austin and back without turning his radio on. And I asked him one time, I mean, cause I know this about him. I asked him one time what he would do during that time. Cause in my mind, it doesn't make sense to go that long without having music. Right. Right. Um, and he would just say that he would pray. Hmm. And I was like, man, you're a lot holier than me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's, but I know that he's not so a lot holier than my mother. Um, and she loves music. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's something to that. Um, that's too funny, but yeah, I got, I got my love for music from my mother. Um, and and I've always been super grateful uh, to her for instilling that in in me, um, and 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 pushing me to practice when I did not want to, because right. that's what moms do. They're like, no, it's gonna be better once you get it. Like you just, I believe in you. Exactly. And that's what we need sometimes. So moms are awesome that way. Thanks, mom. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's been good. It's been good. I guess we'll end it here. But yeah, we're uh, It'd be looking cool to do both of these things, and then of course the next week, the seventeenth, when we're actually gonna. Yeah, play. the seventeenth is when we're gonna start having people. Have Have you seen the numbers by any chance? The seventeenth is filling up. Yeah, I heard it was pretty close already. Um, yeah, I, I think I it may have twenty people, <clears throat> uh, twenty spots left, um, or something like that now. Um, so that that was that was pretty quick. We still have probably over 150 in both of the others available. 
But that doesn't surprise me with people just trying to figure out what they're going to do on the 17th first. And right. also, um, the 17th is, is when we're going to recognize our seniors who are graduating. Right. And, um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Um, but that's the 17th, the 24th, and the 31st. We're going to actually have, you know, real real people in the seats. Yeah. Not, not the fake people that we've had. <laughs> We've, we've not had fake people. We haven't had fake people. We've also, like, it's just been super quiet. It's so eerie. It really is. I mean, this that's is... That's been the weirdest part. That's going to be so nice to, to not... you got to remember that you go slower I when people it. are there. At least you can see when there's, a, like, 200 people. What does that do to me? Yeah, for sure. But we're looking forward to it, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to... Um, um, this Sunday as well, as we celebrate mothers, it, this is, this is coming out on Friday. So dads, sons, daughters, you only have a little yeah. bit of time That's right. left to, to figure out what you're going to do to, um, honor your mother, but honor your mother because God right. tells us to, and it's a command with a promise. Yep. Um, so check that out. But anyway. Um, we, better, we better go. We got 10 minutes. We got to start we the Q&A. <laughs> we got to start the Q&A. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, hopefully you're um, figuring out how to, how to honor your mother. But we'll, yep. we'll uh, talk to you all on Sunday. Sounds good.